Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Right now... Darren! You know, Andre DuPont, the old Philadelphia Flyer tough guy, was nicknamed Moose. And you being a tough guy. Right. But in hockey, when I was younger, another player came across the middle and made the most devastating check I've ever made in my life. Take off the helmet, and it's a girl. And so the coach slapped at a boy, Moose, just like the Moose. And I'm like, I have no idea who that is, right? The one sports show where roughing is encouraged. Oh my gosh, Darren DuPont. Not a tough guy, not a tough guy at all. Don't earn the nickname, but for some reason, it's sticking. Hour two on the air, on the podcast, wherever you may be listening, wherever you may be watching, whether it's YouTube, our wonderful partners across Canada and throughout the U.S. on Game Plus television, or maybe you are on the podcast, at Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. Right in, tell us where you're listening from. 902-518-3033 is the text line, 902-518-3033, and it's blowing up now. Uh, Randy's watching. He wanted to reiterate that Rod's having lunch with Bull on his day off. Um, Jim Wagner says, Mr. Peterson, best be watching the RP show today, right? Great lineup today. Thanks, guys. And that's uh, in part to producer Clark put together a great lineup to just help me through the day and make sure. We roll into the weekend on a great note. Uh, Wilf watching as well. I wanted to pull this up. Um, there is a few texts. Um, he thinks the Owls loss is a result of the receiver stopping. He stopped running his pattern. Um, perhaps, for sure. It was a tough interception for Dominic Davis to give up late in that football game to come in in those tough circumstances and the team's trying to come back and Trevor Harris is upset. I understand all that. So it is difficult. Um, Alan, the intern, the, the Asian sensations watching today. He texts in. So Rod's not here today. And he's sure that he's, he's thinking the Ricky, the iguana costume is gone as well. It's not a costume. Mascot's real, Alan. And it's still around. We miss you. We'll have to, uh, we got to bring Ricky, the iguana back. And there he is making an appearance on the screen. Um, Ricky needs to make a return. Uh, absolutely. Um, we got a text from Brady as well. It says, hey, Darren, if the Riders were smart, they'd allow Cody to sit out one more week, take advantage of the bye week next week, allowing him to be out for three weeks to heal his knee. I'd like to see Dola Gala get another crack at it. Cody could come back for the long West, or for the, uh, I'm assuming the long weekend or the long Western division. So that's Brady in Saskatoon. Happy weekend, Brady, and happy Friday 
to Darren Bombing, who's standing by and joins us from Bonfire Sports, getting set for, I mean, you're going to be on the air this afternoon, getting set the day before the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the Calgary Stampeders. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm well. I'm well, Darren. It's good. It's good to be with you. It's, it's a busy time right now. You know, I'm, I'm writing hockey stories for NHL.com. Uh, two first round picks the Winnipeg Jets had uh, in this past draft. Uh, a couple other prospects, uh, you know, fans here in Winnipeg are, are excited to see real uh, season of turmoil uh, behind us. But, you know, the story in Winnipeg no doubt is this 7-0 Winnipeg Blue Bombers team, back-to-back Great Cup champs, uh, finding fortune, finding a way to win, uh, not beating up on everybody. They, they've, they've had some good games this season, but they've also had some scares this season. They beat the Stampeders two weeks ago uh, by a touchdown here in Winnipeg. It's going to be a great one on Saturday in Calgary. I think Bo's going to be a little bit fired up for this one. Yeah, he absolutely will be. Okay, we'll start with the Bombers. We'll go to the Jets later. Um, a couple of things, but let's start with this um, lineup. I mean, there's some good news coming out of out of uh, out of Winnipeg. Nick Dembski is going to be back in the lineup. That's huge. Um, but you're also going against the Calgary Stampeders lineup that we thought might be might look similar to what Saskatchewan had to put on the field a week ago. That's not the case. Yeah, like when you saw the injury report a couple weeks ago, or a couple days ago, rather, and Danny Austin, a post media doing a great job reporting out of Calgary, um, that, you know, Jameer Thurman and Kadeem Carey and, and all these guys, you know, either had COVID or pneumonia. Like pneumonia. Can you believe that? Like, like unbelievable to think that illness beyond COVID or beyond a, you know, a stomach bug or the sniffles going through uh, a locker room, how contagious that is, um, was really eye opening to read this week. Uh, they, I guess, did what they needed to do. Everybody tested negative and they've gone through the CFL's COVID protocol. They didn't name who the individual was, but Dave Dickinson did say that it was just one individual who had pneumonia uh, and, and hopefully nobody else uh, at this point. And, and hopefully we're going to be able to g- play a game. It looks like we're going to be able to play a game uh, on Saturday. But when you have names like Thurman and Kadeem Carey uh, that uh, were out this week in practice due to illness, uh, it really put a scare into people. Uh, here in Winnipeg, the the health is more so when it comes to soft tissue injuries, you know, uh, upper body, lower body, and the rest. But um, it really would have been something uh, and, and disappointing from just a CFL fan's perspective uh, if Calgary wasn't able to roll out uh, some of their best players. I think Kadeem Carey is in the CFL MOP conversation. I might be alone in that. I don't think I am. Uh, he is just really something to behold him and James Butler in BC for my money. Maybe Andrew Harrison there as well. Uh, the top tailbacks in the league. I, I couldn't disagree with you. I mean, it's been a great season. Gary and, and kind of getting Calgary back on top, back on the map, conversation in the first place. But with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, I mean, back-to-back Grey Cup, that's outstanding on its own. But is this team getting even better? Like, when I look at the trajectory of a franchise, are they, like, have they reached the peak yet? Was last season's Grey Cup the peak? Or are they still climbing a little further? Well, there's two ways to look at that, right? At least in my mind. One, you know, people I talk to inside the organization, they say, you know, the screws are so tight in a good way 
that they know what they need to do on a, on a day-to-day basis, on a week-to-week basis, on a month-to-month basis, and going into and coming out of off-seasons. Uh, they have a schedule. They have a plan. They know what works. That's clear. Um, and the fact that they've been able to win two championships over the last three years and two seasons uh, with that Miss 2020 season, I think, speaks to that. Um, then there's the roster. Right. We, we know that the mentality, the Mike O'Shea go one and oh, every week mentality is firmly in place and that the veterans govern that locker room themselves. The guys that have been there three, four years, the Big Hills, the Jeffersons, even the Zach Kolaris now the Nick Dembski's. They teach the young players, the first and second year guys that, hey, if we're down in a game. Not a big deal. Look forward, look to the next play. Uh, you know, if they have a tough game where a lot of things went wrong flush it, move on, learn from the mistakes and, and focus on the game ahead. We're zero and zero. We want to get to one and zero every week. Uh, that works. Then there's the roster. Is it aging? Maybe, probably, you know, Stanley Bryant, Patrick Newfeld, Jamarcus Hardrick on the offensive line, all, um, you know, longtime veterans in this league and all-star caliber players. But they're starting to take some time to, you know, not practice every day during the week, take a veteran day, take a rest day. It's even listed officially in the daily injury reports uh, on the league website. It's veteran rest um, defensively. Willie Jefferson, even a Jackson Jeffcoat who's only been in the CFL four or five years. Had his opportunity, obviously, in the National Football League prior to that. So, you know, he's closer to 30. Adam Bighill uh, is in his 30s. Jefferson, as I mentioned, uh, you know, some of the players um, that aren't talked about often, some of those veterans like Jesse Briggs or Shane Goche, some of those real big uh, special teams players. Obviously, Mike Miller, future Hall of Famer, the CFL's all-time leading special teams tackler, kind of like a player coach on this Blue Bombers team. He's obviously, uh, you know, got, um, I won't say his best football behind him because he's still phenomenal on the field, but the bulk of their careers, all of these individuals behind them, they're staying healthy for the most part. They've been really ravaged in the receiving core. As of late, Greg Ellingson out, Carlton Agadosi, who steps in his CFL debut, pulled in two touchdowns against the Calgary Stampeders just a couple weeks ago. He's injured. Nick Dembski. Was a surprise today when the depth chart came out, Darren. He was on the six-game injured list. He's going to be one of those two that they're allowed to bring off early. Comes off after uh, four weeks instead of six. That's a nice return uh, to the lineup, but offensive line, uh, defensive backfield, that they've had their fair share of, of nicks and cuts and bruises, uh, but they're still 7-0. and They found a way to win. No, they sure have, and there's a lot of paths to victory here for Winnipeg to continue that and go to 8-0. But what scares you the most? If 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 Calgary is going to beat Winnipeg, what's going to happen? Well, they're going to shut down Winnipeg's offense. And, and by shut it down, not an easy task. But the way teams have found success defensively against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers is to limit their run game. This is no longer an Andrew Harris straw that stirs the drink here in Winnipeg. So often, it's feed 33 the ball over and over and over again, and you're going to get 80, 90, 100 yards, and probably 130 combined uh, from him, and you know over 100 on the ground combined as a team. Winnipeg's always had a dynamic 
uh, balanced offense with uh, the pass game off the arm of Zach Kolaris. We know how dangerous that can be for the reigning CFL MOP. And then the run game really helping everything stay balanced, set up play action, keep defenses honest, keeping them playing uh, close to the line of scrimmage in the box. Teams that have found success against Winnipeg this year have limited that run game. It's Brady Oliveira and it's Johnny Augustine. Uh, it, it's definitely not the same Andrew Harris smack you in your mouth run game that it has been for the last number of years here uh, in Winnipeg. So they're trying to get it going. Brady Oliveira had his best game production wise last week. Um, in their win uh, in Edmonton, uh, but still was a 58-yard rusher. That was his best so far this season. So they're going to continue to run the football and, and try to get it going. But if you want to stop Winnipeg and you want to make it difficult on Zach Kolaris and a very talented uh, group of receivers and, and players on offense, you got to stop the run. A couple more minutes left. I want to switch gears to the Winnipeg Jets before we let you yeah. go. Because just talking to some of the, the, the young draft picks. Um, but everybody wants to talk about Pierre-Luc Dubois, who signed the deal. Is Pierre-Luc Dubois, and I think it came in from John um, in the chat, is Pierre-Luc Dubois trade bait now? Or where do you, how do you see this playing out? Certainly he is. Certainly he is. You know, he's been anything of uh, concrete and, and certain that he wants to continue his career here in Winnipeg. You know, he's talked about his time in Columbus and how, you know, from one year to the next, well, I got a girlfriend. Maybe she'll be my wife. Maybe I'll have kids. Where will I be? I'm not going to blame a player for being cautious for their future. If you sign a six or seven year deal and then two, three years go by or even one year goes by and, and your circumstances change. You know, you might regret signing long term with a, you know, no trade clause or a no move clause or a modified or whatever it might be. Um, but in the case of Pierre-Luc Dubois and specifically here in Winnipeg, the reason I can't blame the guy is that there has been so much turmoil and strangeness seething under the surface when it comes to the Winnipeg Jets. Darren, I'll ask you and your audience, when's the last time you heard a National Hockey League coach quitting mid-season i i don't think it's happened in the modern era but that's yeah that's what paul maurice did uh you know less than a year ago mid-season to said you know uh, they need a new voice there's been reports and speculation that uh the leadership inside the locker room uh conflicts with one another or conflicts with the team or the coaching staff um they decide to uh bring in a new coach and a veteran and somebody who has a lot of experience here as a player and a coach through the Jets 1.0 era in the 80s and 90s and that's Rick Bonus. Uh, a lot of people thought Rick Bonus would retire after his time with the Dallas Stars most recently but he's he's back here in Winnipeg and, and a great personality and a great man. Uh, I've always enjoyed my interaction Interactions with him, and I'm looking forward to this season. But whether it's the captain, Blake Wheeler, Mark Shifley, who made it clear after the season that, uh, you know, he is, uh, you know, potentially looking for another destination or his second professional hockey home after being the first draft pick ever in this franchise's history after moving from Atlanta. So lots of question marks um, of, of where they are, uh, the moves they need to make. And if you're Pierre-Luc Dubois and you're like, like, how old is he? He's, he's not even, he's like 25. He has got his best yeah. hockey ahead of him. A true power forward, uh, a centerman with tons of offensive ability and, and uh, the ability to score anytime the puck's on his stick. Uh, if you're him, 
I don't think you would you would do anything different. It's not like Winnipeg is right on the verge of winning. They missed the playoffs last year. Yes, they have a Vesna Trophy uh, goaltender uh, and winning goaltender in Connor Hellebuck, but lots of question marks of the defense and defensive system that they play and what this roster will look like, not just this season, Darren, but in the couple seasons to come. Yeah, a great update. I mean, I'm big on expectations versus reality. I really believe that anxiety and all of that that we see and mental health problems and struggles happen when reality doesn't meet expectations. We set unrealistic expectations in our minds. So let's help out all the Jets fans and help me set some expectations for the Jets for this year. Because you talked about Wheeler and you talked about Shifley. You talked about Dubois. None of these situations have been solved. You don't know if Connor Hellebuck's going to be able to get back to Vesna form what direction they're going in. So what should the expectation be for this coming season? That's the forever conversation in Winnipeg since, you know, they missed the playoffs last year before the season ended. Um, Fans are always going to be uh, evergreen optimistic, right? They're going to hope their team is able to find something and and make it happen. They got Nikolai Ehlers. They've got uh, Josh Morrissey and Neil Pionk, a very offensively gifted defenseman. They got Connor Hellebuck. They have Kyle Connor, who is clearly capable of a 50-goal season uh, in his future and, and, you know, just won a, a major NHL award. They have talent. They have a new coach that is defensive minded, which has kind of been maybe their Achilles heel. Uh, lots of firepower, but not a lot of, of defensive soundness and relying on Connor Hellebuck to, you know, maybe carry them through um, expectations. It's hard to set them. The team will say, we expect to be better, we expect to make the playoffs, and we expect that to be a consistent thing for the years to come. The realists are saying, well, it's been so uncertain for the last 18, even 24 months. They made big moves a year ago in the offseason, acquiring Nate Schmidt to help bolster that top four on the back end, to acquire Brendan Dillon, to to add some size to a smaller defense core and and bring some physicality and and stability uh, to that top four in the defense core. Um, You know, they signed David Riddick. Is that going to give Connor Hellebuck an easier workload or maybe uh, have a little bit more of a veteran stability uh, when they aren't playing their number one guy? That's possible. But right now, yeah, they're young and and for the most part, and, and they're talented, but it's just the uncertainty that, that, you know, we've witnessed here over the last season, season and a half, that really makes you wonder if they are in the right direction, if they are going to trade their captain, if they are going to trade their first line or even second line center, whether that's Dubois or Shifley, that's up to each individual person uh, of who that that top line center is so the, the for those reasons i think it's very difficult to put expectations objectively on this upcoming season at the very least it'll be fun to watch and yes uh, i to write about my man hey you got the yeah, pregame absolutely. show coming up this afternoon enjoy that bonfire sports find that uh youtube twitter where else can they find it yeah, youtube.com slash bonfire sports. You can find everything on our podcast links, bonfiresports.ca. The legendary Chris Walby, I uh, got him live at three o'clock today, uh, Central Time. Uh, we have a blast. And if you don't know who Chris Walby is, tune in. You will not be disappointed. Not only is he a Hall of Fame player, uh, 10 year broadcaster with the CBC, but he's also one of the biggest and, and most hilarious personalities you'll you'll see in football today.
We'll be watching, Darren. Have a great show. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, buddy. You bet. Cheers. All right. Darren, Darren Bombing from Bonfire Sports. We're late for a break, so we'll be back. The Rod Peterson Show, Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and wherever you get your podcast. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Bernie Nichols joins us as he does every week. I'm wondering, you obviously watch the game. What do you expect in game four? I've always said in the playoffs, home ice and coaching doesn't really mean a lot, right? Like a lot of teams play better on the road than they do at home. And I've always said too, until you lose a home game, uh, you're never in trouble. And I expect Tampa to win tomorrow and then see if uh, Colorado holds home ice when they get back home. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Final day before a long weekend. No show Monday, so set your calendars. You can enjoy your Monday. We'll be off the air Monday, back on Tuesday, regular time, noon Eastern, at 10 uh, a.m. Uh, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. We'll be back. Rod will be back in the chair Tuesday as well. He's taking a much-deserved day off. Uh, first one I can remember in a long time. And so he's enjoying a long weekend right now. And we say hello and happy weekend to everybody who may be watching here all across Canada and throughout the United States on Game Plus Television, YouTube, or maybe you're listening to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or one of the other several podcast platforms run like Audible and Amazon. You can text us now, 902-518-3033. What's on your mind heading into the weekend? What do you want to discuss? Well, uh, let's bring back Lee Genier into the show. He's not only our COO, he's not only our co-host, he's our resident Formula One analyst as well, because he's all over it. And I don't know how much you're paying attention to Hungary 2022 and the event happening. They're in getting set for practice number three in about mm, 17 and a half hours or so. They're in a little bit of a rest period, but uh, you got, obviously you're up to date on it and ready for the weekend. Every every weekend it's on, I'm following it, and all the controversy that goes on around it, it's uh, it's uh, like uh, as the world turns, so I love it. <laughs> it is like the world turns, and there is news. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, Aston Martin, has announced he's going to retire at the end of this season. His two-year contract is up at the end of the year, although they talked about a third uh, season. Um, this is the Stroll team, right? Um, Lance Stroll, right, the Canadian kid, and his dad owns the team, and um, the Aston Martin team. They haven't been performing that well. Vettel's been in the spotlight, and you know um, when it comes to things he said on social media, and you've talked about it. He's mentioned the Alberta oil sands. Um, this is a highly publicized move because Vettel's had a lot of success in the sport, right? Yeah, he has for sure. I mean, and uh, when it comes to driving, he's a great, great driver. But yeah, he uh, came out with some very political uh, stances, um, you know, and being part of the WEF is one of the young leaders, I think has certainly hurt him. And, um, you know, he took a stance against Canadian oil and it was very hypocritical considering that one of the major sponsors of F1 is Aramco. So, um you know what, that may have come into play, but, uh, you know, just trying to, you know, with the F1 making so many inroads into the U.S., with Vegas coming online next year as well, um, you know, they they don't want to have any 
negative controversy in that respect because uh, you know what those cars run on gas so it um <laughs> it would serve them well to not take a shot at all you know canadian arms there is a formula what ede series right a formula e yes um so they're trending maybe towards the electric vehicle but not today and, and you're right sebastian vettel is fueled by you know um by oil but it brings me to another, you know, to a point. You, you brought up the politics, and you've been in front offices. Um, you've been a part of expansion franchises. You've been a part of moving to new communities, building fan bases, and you've been, been a part of organizations that have had, you know, decades and decades of roots in the same community. Um, when it comes to athletes voicing their opinion on, you know, topical subjects, political subjects, current affairs, things that are important, where do you sit as, you know, an executive on that? Because on the one hand, it's really important for, for athletes and for personalities that have big platforms to use those platforms, but it also takes away from the game as well. And it's a delicate balance. And Sebastian Vettel has ruffled a lot of feathers, right? And taken some of the attention off of the auto racing and put it to some of the political views. So where do you sit on athletes, you know, bringing their personal views into it? You know, you know, I think fans of any sport, whether it's hockey, football, basketball, when it actually comes to the sport, um, you know, I think people want to go and watch a sport and they want to keep politics out of it. You know, they're there to watch a game. They're there to watch their favorite players and their team win. Right. So um, athletes obviously have a great platform and when they do it on their own, um, and on their own time, I think that's great. Um, I know why, you know, organizations tie themselves to certain charities and they um, activate in game or whatever that may be. But you know what, you know, at the end of the day, you're on your employer's dime, right? So, um, you know, again, you you have to respect your employers as well, like I say, is, and, you know, we've seen some migration away from some of the sports and, and people do not like to see the politics involved in the game. And I know it's been a very hot topic issue over the last few years uh, in, in the NBA, in the uh, NFL. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I say, fans are going there to, um, to see a team play and, uh, like I say, not to get too involved in politics. As, as we've seen is, you know, the Gary, Gary Bettmans of the world, the Roger Goodells, when they're at games, they're getting booed and like I say is people just want to watch their players play and um and that's what they're paying for the price of their ticket we've seen it and i've seen the ratings get pulled and, and you and i were talking about this you know in our in our pre-show meeting the nba is very political and their athletes talk about issues all the time and what we've seen over the last three to five years is the ratings in the nba have gone down you know and it and the NFL, Rod's talked about it. COVID doesn't exist in the NFL. COVID doesn't exist. They don't acknowledge it. They don't talk about it. They've got all the, the policies in place. They're taking all the products. They do all the testing. They've got rules, but they don't talk about it. The NFL ratings have never been higher. They continue to climb every year because they talk about football and they want to keep it on brand to football. And I understand the athletes. So if you have a brand and there's something you're passionate about and and there are things going on that 
you don't want to be quiet about. We've seen a lot of great causes, whether it's Black Lives Matter, I mean, you name it, um, that have been very, very positive. But it's a fine line when it comes to taking the, the story away from what's going on on the field. Yeah, and, and it is, I think, too much. And right now, like I say, the very progressive conservative side of things, like I say, is uh, I say leave that, you know, at the door and uh, at the door of the stadium. And uh, once you're inside the stadium, inside the arena, on the field is to let that stuff go. And uh, by all means, you know, as they can attach their names to it um, and their, in their personal time. But like I said, I've been in the in the world sports too long to uh, like i say is to um again deter from the um the game itself and in uh, everything that owners and uh, management put into making a team run okay lastly and i know we got to go we got to run here we're up against the break but the rp show and formula one or formula e we've had these conversations you're on the business side i love that got these fresh ideas so how Tell me about the Rod Peterson show in Formula. Why is that something that would be great? Oh, in Formula One, I mean, it's all about the event. You know, is that it starts Wednesday. You know what? The parties, the attention attracts. I mean, you're talking some of these events for 350,000 people. So, I mean, you know what is as we go down the path, we're going to get more involved in Formula One and in Canada and U.S. and uh, just really following the entire circuit for the season. and. Uh, and like I say, it's it's growing immensely. And, uh, you know, the new event that happened in Miami, my God, it was huge. And Vegas is going to be amazing. And, um, hey, again, going to the moon. I love it. I love it. Lee's got some great ideas. And that's just one of the things we've talked about and where this show is going to go. So, Lee, uh, appreciate it. We'll bring you back on for overtime. Okay, and we'll get to a couple more. I'll see you in overtime. Awesome. Jim Mullen, the president of Football Canada, is lined up and ready to go next here on the show. So uh, we'll be back after this break. Text line is open, 902-518-3033. And we'll be back, the Rod Peterson Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rod. All right. Welcome back to the Rod Peterson Show. Darren DuPont here. Uh, Rod's on vacation, taking a day off and a long weekend. He'll be back Tuesday in a programming note. No show on Monday. So thank you for watching, wherever you may be watching. Game Plus Television all across this great country or into the U.S., you might be listening to the podcast, or you may be watching on YouTube. Say good morning, good afternoon, and we say, I think, good morning to our next guest, Jim Mullen. Is he out on the island, or where are you, Jim? You're all over the place lately, because uh, this is a busy season for you. This is probably your busiest time of the year. Yeah, I know that you're hoping for a visit back to Bowen Island in the middle of the summer. That is not the case. I'm in... Uh, Alder Grove Corners right now at a motel. And actually, this is a room in a uh, white spot that they gave me to do this interview. 
So this is the glamorous wow. life that I lead. One of the reasons that I'm out here right now is that we're planning uh, to uh, broadcast on the Olympic Channel all of the uh, Team Canada games at the Women's World uh, Football Championship that's in Helsinki. I originally planned to be in Helsinki, but we're going to go down a rather interesting uh, uh, technical path on this. My color person is going to be in Montreal. I am going to be in Surrey, B.C., we're going to be receiving a signal from uh, Helsinki, and we're going to be sending it to Spain so people can see it around the world. So if you, if you can follow my line of logic there, that's how we're putting these games together. We'll have all three games that Canada is involved in, uh, the three-time silver medalist. Uh, I'm not sure if I need to tell you who the three-time gold medalist is, but it is the United States. Um, and uh, Finland's going to be tough there as well as the as the home team. It's an eight-team tournament. Uh, the last time it was run was back in 2017 in Langley, B.C., not far away from where I am right now. And uh, Canada uh, played solid against the United States in that game. Before, the United States had basically shut everybody out, with the exception of Germany, who had scored one touchdown against them. It was an 11-point game going into the fourth quarter. Uh, until the Americans uh, decided to hit the gas. So we're hoping for a competitive gold medal game if Canada can make it there, but it starts with Australia. This is one of the reasons why I'm in the motel, is that um, I have the call of this game at 3 in the morning Pacific. How, how, how did I draw 3 in the morning Pacific? I've been trying to get on to Finland time now over the last three or four days. So I woke up at 3 this morning to get ready for a 3 a.m. game because I have to be in the studio at midnight Pacific. But uh, the start time of these games will be a lot better moving forward. They'll be uh, at 6 a.m. Pacific and at 9.30 a.m. Pacific um, when we get into the semifinals on, uh, on the 3rd of August and the finals on the 7th of August. Oh, boy, what a schedule. But, you know, that's awesome. and. You know, it's funny, uh, Don wrote in on, on YouTube and he says, Jim, you have much more faith in the global communication system than I do <laughs> with the pigging true? satellites everywhere. <laughs> oh, this is, uh, this is challenging uh, in terms of yeah. uh, having to connect a uh, production crew in Finland uh, with a production crew in Vancouver here and then the Olympic Broadcast Center uh, in Spain, uh, in Milan. Um, there's, <laughs> there's a number of different technical ways we need to communicate with each other for, uh, for signal distribution and to make sure, uh, that signal doesn't drop out, that it's a quality signal. And we're adding elements, uh, to the basic broadcast, the basic international broadcast that is, uh, that is coming out of Finland. I thought it was important for Football Canada to get ahead on this. If we hadn't have stepped up in this space, there would not have been English broadcasts coming out of a, a women's world championship. Um, and one of the reasons why uh, our color announcer is out of Montreal is that I wanted a qualified female uh, color announcer, and we've got Aaliyah Palmer, a, a former national team member, uh, to join me. So uh, <laughs> having, a, having, a, uh, having a color person 3,000 miles away uh, is is yeah. going to be a challenge. Hey, in the past, I worked with David Benefield in the same box that he was 3,000 miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I completely understand that. And David does too. So you, it's totally you, great. But I know. 
Well, it's funny. Um, you, you know, you talk about the women's game and, you know, how, how far it's come and how much it's growing, but you've been around the football Canada cups now and you've been handing out those, those different trophies, U 18s and all of that. And, and, you know, growing the game is always something that's important. So, you know, as we check in again, where are we at on that? I mean, at the CFL level, we got Victor Quee moving and shaking, and he's going to start uh, speed dating at the uh, Edmonton Elks games, potentially, with the singles mixers. But, you know, it's all in an effort to grow the game, and how have you seen the game grow in this Well, the one thing that's been really encouraging for us is that our numbers have bounced back uh, a, a, in a lot more of an aggressive way than we thought. Uh, we were somewhat pessimistic uh, coming out of the pandemic. Uh, we're on track right now to have the same number of registrants and the same number of participants playing football at the U18 level uh, as we did back in 2016. And, and I will say that's a bit of a surprise. Uh, we didn't uh, anticipate the pent up demand. Uh, there are more kids playing flag football. Uh, the uh, tackle numbers have remained fairly steady. The, the one area that we see a lot of growth in the tackle numbers is on the female side. Uh, so, you know, those are encouraging signs. Uh, however, uh, I think that uh, one of the challenges that has never gone away is safety. And uh, we have to continue to aggressively pursue uh, the uh, safety file. We've talked to the Concussion Legacy Project about how we might be able to work with them and work with them on studies moving forward that are specific to Canadian football. And uh, we've struck an agreement for three years, the Canadian Football Players Association. I think the piece with the CFLPA that uh, got a lot of notice uh, was the first down program that's targeted for kids between the ages of four to eight. But there's a safety piece we're working uh, with them on too that will take about a year to develop. And it's a holistic approach from when you enter the game to when you exit the game. And there's uh, several other opportunities there as well with the CFLPA is we want to bring active players into coaching and active players into officiating. And the CFLPA and our communications with them over the last two years are all about learning opportunities for their players. So uh, we've got plenty of opportunities for uh, for athletes to get engaged, be it at the pro level or at the amateur level. and. Uh, uh, I'm really encouraged from the uh, discussions that we've had with the PA over the last two years that it's turned into something like this. That's exciting. I'd love to hear it and see where it's going. I didn't want to let you go without bringing up uh, John Mechie, and he won the, the Cornish Trophy um, as the top Canadian playing in U.S. college football, but recently had the cancer diagnosis. I know you know him really well through your time and through the award. What were you thinking when you found out that news? Well, the one thing that I was thinking is that this kid's a fighter. Um, some people will not know that he was diagnosed with a, a heart defect while he was pre uh, playing prep football and had to park himself then and work through that health challenge. So if there's a, if there's a guy out there that's uh, more than prepared to uh, psychologically get a handle on a challenge like this, it's John. Uh, you know, I've talked with him about... Uh, uh, that chapter in his life, uh, obviously haven't had a chance to reach out to him since uh, since he was drafted in the NFL. But uh, I, I do believe that uh, from my understanding and my discussions with him about his earlier challenges, it's almost like he's already been through this once. And uh, you know that he's going to get the best of care. Uh, you know that there's a, a, a very high survival rate here. Uh, you know, the only thing that, that is, uh, I think, really tragic about this when we get out on the other side of it is it's going to take 
John met you off the football field for a year. And we want to see him out there. His family wants to see him out there. And, uh, you know, Godspeed to John. Couldn't have said it better, Jim. Appreciate this. We'll let you go. Enjoy it. Um, I don't know. Drink lots of coffee for that 3 a.m. start time. And uh, hope to get out there and see you again soon. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to having you back on the coast sometime, Darren. Awesome. Jim Mullen is the president of Football Canada. He's also host Crown Gridiron Nation on PSN. I play uh, this weekend, so you can watch that, the Women's uh, Championship. We'll be back for overtime. One more segment in the books. Lee Genier will be back in. We'll pick up our conversation, and we'll get you set for the weekend. Anything on your mind going into the weekend, 902-518-3033. We'll take care of some business um, on the other side of the break. The Rod Peterson Show here on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live. And if you're listening on the pod- on the podcast, you can catch us on Apple, Stitcher, have you subscribed to the rod peterson show youtube channel yet head to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now you got something to say you want to add to the show what are you waiting for don't just sit there say something now back to the studio with rod Welcome back. Overtime on the air presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the CFL this weekend and two big games. The Riders tonight against the BC Lions, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the Calgary Stampeders on Saturday night. And that was our poll question. Which game is more intriguing to you? That battle uh, between Cody Fajardo and Nathan Rourke, or is it the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the Calgary Stampeders in that heavyweight West Division battle? What's the results now, Clark? Yeah, 58% Winnipeg-Calgary still on that one. Um, let's take care of some business, Lee, uh, and then I want to talk to about some more business because things are popping off. Um, Edmonton is hosting the World this summer. The World Juniors are back August 9th, 20th. Purchase your tickets today. And if you want to win tickets, text the words World Juniors to 902-518-3033. Text World Juniors. The 902-518-3033. Be entered to win two tickets to a game of your choice. Also, head to our Facebook page and be entered to win a grand prize, a luxury suite for 10 to the gold medal game. Or sorry, the yes. gold medal game. My apologies. It's the August 13th game, Canada, Czechia, August 13th. And uh, we've got a luxury suite available that we're going to play. So uh, head to our Facebook page and enter the contest. And finally. I haven't ranted today, Lee. Even when we talked about politics, I don't think either one of us ranted, but if we did, it would have been for Bronco Plumbing and Heating. To schedule maintenance or to learn more about our services, call 306-781-2090 or visit broncoplumbing.com. And more business, Lee, is coming up in August. On the 21st is the 163rd running of the $1 million Queen's Plate, the first jewel of the OLG Canadian Triple Crown. A thoroughbred race, right? At our beautiful friends, Woodbine, who are now another official RP show partner. Happy to have Woodbine on board in the 163rd Queen Play. So exciting to see where we're moving and some major events happening. And uh, we're so happy to be part of them. And, um, you know, all of our friends over at Woodbine as well. So, 
Oh, love those people over there. I mean, we'll remember a couple of years ago, they were uh, in the pandemic. We uh, had them on as a partner. Happy to have them on here um, again. Have you ever been to a Queen's Plate or a Kentucky Derby or a, a major event? Because I haven't. Uh, I haven't been to uh, the Queen's Plate or Kentucky Derby, but it's on the it's on the list for sure. I've been I've been to a lot of events, but um, you know it's all about the hats. You know that's uh, so I got to come up with my hat game. I really got to up my hat. Can can I, I don't know if I've ever seen you in a hat. Can you pull off a hat? Because like I and I just Leanne and I had to struggle because I struggled to find a hat that fits an odd shaped head. And I just, I can't, I'm not, I can't wear a hat. The odd ball cap, if it's the right fit, I can wear and I will. But are you a hat guy? No, no. You know, during Stampede, a cowboy hat. But, um, you know, when I was younger, I would wear ball caps. I just can't wear them anymore. And look at this, this hair. Look at our hair. We can't mess that up. <laughs> Beautiful. No, you can't. Battle of the hair today. So. Exactly. I was going to say, we're, uh. We're going to crash the internet with, with the, uh, the hair on the show today. But, uh, oh, boy, um, I guess what's going on with you over the weekend? Uh, what do you got planned? Rod's out in the mountains somewhere doing something, uh, enjoying the long weekend. What about you? Yeah, you know, at some point I'm going to find some water and um, just try to cool off. And uh, it's going to be hot. It's hot. There is some uh, thunderstorms coming in here. And, uh you know, when it gets this hot, there are going to be some crazy thunderstorms. So uh, I'm just going to try to take some time and just relax and um, and uh, decompress over the weekend and uh, get out, a little exercise, maybe a little float down the river, all of it together. That's that's the best. Watch hey, final t- thoughts, too, on the the CFL, right? Uh, two big games here. They are fired up. Uh, Jeff the Stamps fan. We haven't heard from him today. He's been in the chats of watching. He's happy to see uh, Winnipeg's best and Dembski back in the lineup because he wants Calgary, obviously, to beat the best team possible. And and no excuses on the field. It'll be a fun weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a great weekend of uh, the game tonight, the Ryder game tonight, Stamps game tomorrow night. So a lot of great football on tap, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm going going with Riders tonight, and I'm going with Stamps tomorrow. We'll see how that plays Great. out on Monday and I'm taking, on Tuesday. And I'm taking BC Winnipeg. I wanted to say hi to the snowman who was watching in Indiana all morning. Appreciate that, snowman, uh, you checking in. For the rest of you, no show Monday. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Follow our social media channels in the meantime. And we'll see you Tuesday here on Game Plus TV. Thanks, Lee. Jordan has the bladder of a camel. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.